Hey family, what's happening? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everybody. I hope your holidays went just like you wanted them to, and I hope Santa was good to everybody. Welcome to Life 101 for the year 2021. How y'all doing today? We back and we in full effect. I'm not going to really get into that travesty that happened on Wednesday at the Capitol because uh, I'm sure y'all been, um, excuse me, been bombarded to death with that. So we're going to take it from another level. Uh, so this is what we're going to do, y'all. Forgive me, I'm a little rusty. But now that America's hypocrisy and their double standards on race have been exposed, we must seize the momentum. We must pray and unite. We must channel our voting power, our economical power, and our power to assemble. Mm -hmm. We now have faces from other races who now know our plight and are willing to join us in our quest for equality. My brothers and sisters, now is the time to stop as much as we can black on black crime. We must stop killing and hurting one another. Mm -hmm. Now that others understand our struggle, we must take advantage of it and make it work for us. We should continue our peaceful protests, continue to educate others on the issues that matter to us. We must no longer fight and kill one another. We must legally fight the system that wants to keep us suppressed. We must reach and teach the children in our neighborhoods. We must turn our focus to prayer and education. We need to direct our energies on restoring our families and our faith. Brothers and sisters, it's time to renew our focus on our children. Give them a sense of who they are and a sense of pride. The young man at the Arlo Soho Hotel in New York City who was falsely accused of stealing a lady's iPhone said something that I found to be very poignant. He said, I don't know what would have happened if my dad wasn't here. Hmm. Meaning, brothers and sisters, we got to start raising our kids. We got to start being in their lives. Like I've, you've heard me say on more than one occasion, y'all got along well enough to lay down and make that baby. Y'all need to get along well enough to raise that baby. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the sad part about the situation was that the young man was guilty until proven innocent. Brothers, be daddies to your children. That's what counts the most. During 2021, we'll be launching a new segment entitled Seniors Having Their Say. In our country, we have a bad habit of putting our seniors out to pasture instead of listening to what they have to say. Here, in this podcast, voices will be heard. Listen, you might learn something. Our guest today is Mrs. Rebecca S. And now, we'll get started. Mrs. S., when and where were you born? I was born in Marion, Alabama, 85 miles south of Birmingham, Alabama. So that means you had you grew up during Jim Crow. Yes. Would you tell these listeners some real stories about Jim Crow? Well, Jim Crow was like you you knew what 
uh, bathroom you would go in because you had white and you had colored. You would not go into the white bathroom. You always went to the color. You know, at school, you had your school bus. One school bus and one school, and you could not get out of school until the white people's bus is gone. And you could, we only had books to study. After the white people used the books, then we would study them. We did not have any books like uh, black history book, there was no such thing. You study whatever the superintendent gave, gave you to study. If you didn't study that, you didn't have anything. And you could not go to school until after September because you would always have to stay and work and pick the cotton until, until all the cotton is, is gone. Mm. You, you know, my late mother used to talk about that, how, you know, they, they only went to school at various times of the year. Uh, mm -hmm. I hope you people out there are listening to this because this is one of the reasons why I implore you to stop hurting one another because mm -hmm. we've been hurt enough already by the system. Mm -hmm. Mrs. S, did coming to Cleveland make it better? Did you escape Jim Crow when you came to Cleveland? We did. My husband and I, we came here in the early, early 50s. When we first got here, there were not too many jobs for men of color, and there wasn't any jobs for women's all the women could do was to do domestic work, clean houses, a clean school. You did not, you could not work anywhere else. Okay. Okay, so how long were you and your late husband married? 64 years. So I'm sure when you hear of these youngsters who don't get their way right away and they want to just abandon the marriage, what do you say to people about your longevity? Well, faith and prayer, you'll stick together. You just gotta keep praying and working with it. And on that note, I know you're a woman of faith. Tell us about your faith and how it gets you through. Well, you have to pray and, and ask God to help you through any kind of trouble that you get in. You know that he's gonna be by your side. Makes no difference what it is, how hard it is. The law will always be there, and he always will make a way for you. That is true. Uh, it, having lived through Jim Crow, doesn't it bother you to see the way that we as people of color are so quick to hurt one another and not help one another? Yes, yes, yes it is. We, we, we are, we have a long ways to go. We, we got some change, but not much. What do you make of what happened uh, last Wednesday, January 6th at the Capitol? What's your thought on that? I didn't think I would ever live to see the situation that we had on the Capitol. And I feel like it's a disgrace to all Americans. We are better than this. We, we are better, but we can do better. I, I agree wholeheartedly. And on that note, You've lived to vote for and see both a black president and a black woman vice president. Yes. We've come a long way. Do you believe we can go further? And if so, how do we do it? Well, we have to just pray and be faithful and just keep going. We have to keep going. We can't stop. We've got a long ways to go, but we can do it.
we can do it. We just got to stop hurting one another in the process. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Well, you've managed to live a long time. Yes. So what is your wish for this world for your children, your grandchildren, and your great-grandchildren? I want my, grand my children to live in peace and happiness and harmony and live together. That's all I want. And what about your grandchildren? Grandchildren, the same. I want them to live in peace and harmony and happiness. And you've been blessed to see great-grandchildren. Does the same thing apply for them as well? Yes, yes, same thing applies great-grandchildren. Well, Mrs. S., I want to thank you for your time. Brothers and sisters, if you're listening out there, this is someone who survived Jim Crow back in the day when we had to unite and be together. And I speak for her when I say it's a crying shame that we've gotten away from that. This is part of the reason why I wanted to have seniors speak to you so you can understand where we've come from and where we're trying to get to. And based on what Mrs. S has told us, we've still got a long way to go, but it can be done and it can be achieved. Thank you, Mrs. S, we appreciate your time. Also, I would like to say to you teachers out here, you do make a difference. By showing you care to these young students, it makes them care. I, for one, am where I am in this life because I had three particular teachers that cared. My third grade French teacher, Mr. Gerald Grohowski, he, he saw my plight and he did some things for me that really made me feel like I was special. Then I had an eighth grade science teacher, Mr. W.S. Brown, who came to my home on his off time, wasn't getting paid, and he helped me fill out applications for the ABC program that I won a scholarship to. And, uh, and if it hadn't have been for his diligence, it would have never happened. And speaking of the ABC program, there's one other teacher, Mr. Richard Hunt a.k.a. Dick Hunt, the most colorblind individual I've ever come across. His children weren't allowed to play cowboys and Indians. They were taught to love the Indians and to love everybody else. And he lived with us in the house for two years and then came back for another, another stint. And if we had more people like Richard Hunt, this world would be a better place. So teachers, I say again, you may feel like your work is in vain, but it isn't. And continue to reach out to the children that no one wants to reach out to. You don't know the difference that you have made. I wanna thank you all. Oh, excuse me, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the over 372,000 people who have lost their lives to the coronavirus based on the inaction of the people in Washington. You have our prayers and you're in our thoughts. You may weep during the night, but joy will come in the morning. We pray that you have the strength, the courage, and the will to continue on. 
I'm sure your loved ones would have wanted you to. To my brothers and sisters out there, practice social distancing, wear your mask, wash your hands, and, and, and avoid large crowds. It may seem like an inconvenience, but listen, six feet apart is a hell of a lot better than six feet underground. Mm. And if you continue to break the protocols, the large gatherings just might be your funeral. So once again, wear your mask, wash your hands repeatedly, six feet apart, practice social distancing, and avoid large gatherings at all costs. Because if we do all of this and flatten the curve, we'll get back to normal ASAP. <laughs> I want to thank you all for taking the time to give me a few minutes of your time and listening to me today. As always, I'd like to thank my lovely wife, Dee, who is my inspiration. And without her, this dream would have never materialized. I also want to thank the coolest mother-in-law in the world, Mrs. Rebecca Hogue, for her encouragement and her silent support. Thank you so much, mother-in-law. And to you young folks out here, namely my two children and my nephew that's standing here watching now, follow your dreams, chase your dreams. Don't ever let anybody encourage you, I mean, excuse me, discourage you from chasing your dreams. Because if they do, then you say goodbye to the people that don't want you to fly. To Jay Jones II and Natalia Desiree, you can live your dreams. I'm going to be hard on you, and so is D. But if we can reach our goals and, and live our dreams, you can too. Shout out to Bishop Eric Kincaid Clark and First Lady Pastor Lenore Marie Clark of the Body of Christ Assembly, where I worship. I don't miss a Sunday or a Wednesday. And to Bishop Jack Spencer and First Lady Rachel Spencer, Pastors Emeritus of the Pilgrim Temple Church, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. And to their successor, Elder Daniel Spencer and his First Lady Jazz Lene Spencer, rock on, because you're doing the family business proud. Shout out to Reverend Rena Baker. Thank you, Reverend Rena, all you've done and all that you have yet to do. And finally, to Pastor Gloria Cheney of the Church of the Master, the sister who loves to tell the dying world about a living God, keep on doing your message because I think God has our attention right now. And to you one and all, thank you again for taking the time to give me some of your time because there's no me without you. I'll be hollering at you again in a couple of weeks. Until such said time, peace.